Good afternoon and welcome to our first show, Deadly Justice. Uh, my name is Tallulah Bindry and my co-presenter is Sarush Razi. Sarush, do you want to give us a little bit of an introduction of yourself? Yeah, sure. So, look, I'm a lawyer. Right now I'm based in Broome and I've been working in the Kimberley in a few different ways since 2011. First time I was working here was uh, with the ALS and I went on a trip to Balgo to do stolen wages claims. I worked on a few different justice issues over the years, police complaints, inquests, social security matters. These days I'm normally based in Melbourne, but I'm here for a special project with the ANU and, and KCLS to grow its partnership with Aboriginal people in the Kimberley and work on justice issues. I'm passionate about supporting culture and holding power to account. I'm an Afghan and Iranian man, so I'm always amazed by the connections the camel drivers had with people up here in the Kimberley. So, Tallulah, tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, well, yeah, my name is Tallulah and I'm a Wangajeri woman from Wangajunga community and I have had the opportunity to join uh, Kimberley Community Legal Services as the Community Outreach and Education Officer at the Broome Office. Uh, I'm passionate about working with the legal system to find ways to best improve the quality of life for my people and I'm looking forward to establishing lots of connections in the Kimberley. That's awesome. And what is this show, Deadly Justice, about? What do you think we're, we're going to try and do with all of this? So Deadly Justice is a fortnightly uh, Kimberley show focusing on justice issues that affect the Aboriginal community in the Kimberley. That's deadly. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about KCLS, Sarush? Yeah, it's a bit of a mouthful. Kimberley Community Legal Services. We've been around for about 20 years. We were established in Kununurra in 1999 and Broome, I think, in around 2014. We've got two main offices, but we do outreach all through the Kimberley. So the Broome uh, office does outreach to Bijadanga uh, and up to the Dampier Peninsula and over to Fitzroy Crossing, but we most frequently go to Derby once a fortnight. And out of our Kanara office, we go to Wyndham, Halls Creek, Warman, Columbaroo, and Balgo. And if you want to get us, our number in Kununurra is 1-800-686-020 and 1-800-797-088 in Broome. So what do you think we do? So uh, we help people who can't afford a lawyer and we look after civil law matters uh, civil law is basically all types of things that aren't criminal. Um, we do tenancy, problems with housing, child protection and DCP matters. Family law, when people are going through a separation or a divorce. Uh, family violence and restraining orders. Estate matters, stolen wages and other historical matters and inquests. So look, let's uh, move on to talking about today's show. I think every fortnight we're going to try and talk about a different topic that's interesting for people. And I know something that really matters to people up here is protecting country and cultural heritage. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what's been happening in Uluru and why that's important here in WA and also in the Kimberley. And we're lucky enough to have a special guest on the show. We're going to hear from Senea Surprise from the Ngurara Rangers. First, though, we will cut to our first song, which is Solid Rock by Robbie Miller. Round here, nothing changes, not in a hurry anyway. 
You feel the endless nights coming with the light of day. Talking about a chosen place, would have sell it in a marketplace. Stepping on solid rock, sitting on sacred ground, living on borrowed time, and the winds of change are blowing down the line. Round about the dawn of time, dreaming all began. Crowd of people came; they were looking for their promised land. Running from the heart of darkness, searching for the heart of light. Stepping on solid rock, sitting on. Sacred ground, living on borrowed time, and the winds of change were blowing cold that night. Standing on the shore one day, soloists in a song. Wasn't long before they failed to sting. Why, man, my love, why you come? Don't tell me it was just a fight. Someone, someone lied. Solid rock, sitting on sacred ground, living on borrowed time, and the winds of change are blowing down the line. Solid rock, sitting on sacred ground, living on borrowed time, and the winds of change are blowing down the line. So that was uh, Solid Rock by Robbie Miller. Um, now we're going to be talking about cultural, more about cultural heritage. Um, can you tell us, uh, Suresh, what is cultural heritage? That's a pretty hard question to answer because uh, I guess it's uh, a way of protecting culture, which is so many different things for people, right? So I guess in a practical way, people probably want to protect um, access to and parts of land that are sacred. And in Australia, there's so many different types of、uh, land, I guess, 
part because of its history of colonisation. So some of Australian land is state government land, some of it is federal government land, some of it's native title land, some of it's Aboriginal lands trust land, some of it's land is privately owned. Uh, and of course, you know, on, on this show, we, we acknowledge that all of it's stolen land, but in terms of its lived reality, what it, the way people kind of get access to it, it just has all these different forms. In international law, the Declaration for the Rights of in Indigenous Peoples, which Australia is a signatory to, says, Indigenous peoples have the right to maintain, control, protect and develop their cultural heritage, traditional knowledge and traditional cultural expressions. Uh, they also have the right to protect their intellectual property over such cultural heritage. But international law is hard to enforce in Australia. The way that heritage is protected is either through the, through the national laws, so either through native title, which means that traditional owners have a say about what's happening on their country, or via state and federal heritage laws. It means that there's often a complicated way to try and protect heritage. So, look, we've been talking about this today because it's been in the news, the, the, the situation around Uluru. So recently Uluru has been um, the attention of lots of media because of the ban of the climbing and essentially what's happening at Uluru is uh, on the 26th of October 1985, the Australian government returned ownership of Uluru to the local Pitindjara people. And one of the conditions of this was that um, it would be leased back to the National Parks and Wildlife Agency um, for joint management. For 99 <coughs> years. So, you know, native title was only unfortunately recognised if you had to give up a lease. An agreement was originally made between the community and the Prime Minister, Bob Hawke, at the time, that the climb to the top by tourists would be stopped, uh, and that was later broken. On the 1st of November 2017, the National Park Board voted unanimously to prohibit climbing Uluru, with the ban to take effect on the 26th of October. The traditional owners do not climb Uluru because of its spiritual and cultural significance. And lots of people were unhappy with the ban and it's caused a lot of controversy in the media. Uh, what do you think about this, Sarush? Oh, it makes me wild when I hear those people who, who insist on climbing and not respecting traditional owners' views and wishes. I mean, how would you feel if someone came into your home and decided to walk up onto the roof without asking permission? Well, essentially, it's one thing to not ask for permission, but then to, to go ahead and do it and, and disrespect the land as well is, is a separate issue as well. And it's so interesting because it's not just a question of owning a piece of land. There's spiritual significance behind it. So it is, you know, a deeply kind of sacred place. And in many ways, it's such a sacred place for the whole country. So why can't we as a nation honour that? So why does this matter in Western Australia, Sarush? Well, I think across the whole country we're coming to terms with what cultural heritage means for traditional owners and for Aboriginal people. And I think this is not somewhere as a nation that we've come to terms with yet. So there are many places in WA where its cultural heritage is not yet being respected well enough. I know that Wajamup, um, otherwise in English known as Rottnest Island, has significant cultural history because it was a concentration camp when me where many warriors were interned and so there's this beautiful artwork by Sally Morgan which shows a whole bunch of people partying on Rottnest Island and there are these these bodies buried underneath and it's 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 an issue that affects not just WA but also the whole of the Kimberley region as well don't you think? Yeah for sure so 
More recently in the Kimberley, there's been a, a series of disputes over the Fitzroy River. Um, the Aboriginal people who are from the Fitzroy Valley, there are uh, five language groups, um, and there's been recent recent um, dispute against Gina Reinhardt's Hancock prospecting as they're looking to, to the Fitzroy River um, to supercharge the cattle industry. And um, there's been some issues with... Uh, and concerns about native title in Australia and ways it can be extinguished. Um, the traditional owners of the river met and made a declaration because they are concerned by the extensive development proposals facing the Fitzroy River and its catchment and the potential for cumula cumulative impacts on its unique cultural and environmental values. And following this, our guest for today is Sinea Surprise from Ngurra Rangers and she'll be talking about the significance of caring for country. But first up, we are going to listen to a wonderful song that kind of fires me up when I think about country, Beds Are Burning by Midnight Oil. You're listening to Sarushan Tulula on Deadly Justice.
welcome back to the show. Our guest today is Sumaya Surprise. Sumaya, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and um, the work that you do? Hi, I'm Sumaya. Um, I work for the Angora Rangers. I'm a Wamajari woman. I'm from a small town, but across a small community outside of Fitzroy, Bayulu, owned by the Gordiandi people. There are four ranger groups along this mighty Fitzroy River. Bonoba, Gunyandi, Walmajari, and um, Nigana. And I'm proud to be living in this mighty Fitzroy River. We're a ranger group based out on um, the desert country, so Great Sandy. Yeah, it's a pretty big area we look after. Um, manage it, do water monitoring, street controlling. Yeah. And what about, so, I mean, it sounds so interesting, the work. Have you grown up knowing the country? How have you, how have you learnt to do the ranging? I mean, when I first started as um, a motor ranger, I had that um, that knowledge by people that have been more long-time ranger, um, just showing me, teaching me, um, and um, getting that knowledge and from um, traditional owners and going out learning. It's yeah, it's really good. What, Samir? What's the what's the country like there? It's pretty big. Um, it's it's in the desert. You can stay lots of Spinifex, sand dunes. Um, it's pretty far and wide. Only get access, um, you can access it, access it with um, vehicles most of the time. And um, when it's really like wet season, it's pretty hard. Only um, the good way to access the countryside um, when it's um, raining season is by chopper. Is there a time where um, a time of the season that you like country the most? Um, I'd say probably. Hot season or cold, um, so we call it Baranga and um, Magara season in our language. Um, it's cold and um, hot. Uh, as you can see, um, when you're going out, bush tucker mainly around hot time comes out, hot time, like turkeys, kangaroos, and emus and such. You're making me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and why is land management so important? You know, just um, going back. Managing the land is really important. It's, it's the right way of managing our country. Um, you know, go out when we go out, we um, manage the um, thing with right way fire, right way burning, weed controlling, water monitoring our jellies and jimus, um, making sure that you know it's not salty for animals to drink out of. What what? So that being said, what are some of the common issues that you're dealing with at the moment as a ranger? Well, for us, probably. Funding, you know, we need more women rangers as well as men, you know, for them to go back, see the countryside, work amongst us rangers, and as young leaders to um to teach and to be a role model to younger ones now and the generations. And yeah, I think that funding is mainly the issue in most ranger groups. One of the things um, we're talking about today on our show is caring for country and cultural heritage and how hard it is to protect it. Do you see a connection, What is and what is the connection between land management and culture? Well, land management, you've got to look after it. You've got to look after your country and culture. You have to you know, learn your culture, culture and um, pass on the knowledge to um, younger generations now and um, um, looking after the country. It's a pretty big deal, you know, with some... Um, it's part of um, you have your culture. You ha- you have a strong culture, and, and land management is real good to keep your culture alive. Yeah, hundred percent. 
One thing we hear a lot about um, in the news, and I wondered if you've seen it over the, the work that you've been doing, is uh, about climate change and how countries kind of changing with, with longer drier seasons and um, more fires and stuff yep. like that. Do you see any of that in your work? Yeah. Um, recently, back in, uh, last year, we had, um, we had a big, uh, big, huge fire in our area. And we went back out on country, um, went with the chopper, seen our area just like, you know, all burned out, dry trees, just not not much left because of that um, climate change. That's no good. And that, um, yeah. And I'm also thinking about, uh, so one of the things we spoke about the show is, you know, that stuff going on for Uluru and and trying to make um, people understand how important it is to respect traditional owners' wishes. Is that yep. something that you see in the country you're on? Are there p- places that people are going that they shouldn't be going on or is it too remote for people to be going on in that country? Um, or are you, uh, as part of your job as well, just to kind of make sure that people aren't going where they shouldn't be? Yeah, no, it is a big deal um, for the for Aboriginal people. Um, you know, they have cultural sites that um, women can't access, only men can, and... Um, they just trying to make it better. They trying to protect it and protect all those people who are just, you know, at um, assessing those unauthorized um, areas. Mm-hmm. And even permits, you know, people don't have that permit to assess that area. It's really hard for indigenous people to protect it yeah. and look after it. And is that one of the reasons why it's so important to have um, men rangers and women rangers? Because there's different places that people have access should have access to. Um, so having both kind of means the country's more protected. Yes, there are men sites, there are women sites. Um, there are only men knows and what women knows. There's men that has the there's men rangers that has the knowledge of hunting. Women gathering. They have good knowledge of memorizing plants, animals, fruits, and anything in the desert, um, in these old Kimberley areas. And it's, it's really good to have um, women rangers uh, and men rangers involved in the ranger, ranger um, networking thing. Yeah. What's your favorite part of being a ranger? My favorite part of being a ranger is that I got to go out and country, look after it, to learn the knowledge to give back to old people and to experience what they've been experiencing over hundreds of years when they was out on the desert. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. really good and uh, yeah, it's really good for good and really exciting for me to learn that. Um, you was am I right? I read in the news that you were in a camp last week. Uh, can you tell us a little little bit about the camp? Oh yeah, no the camp yeah, it's um it was good. Um, real good for all women ranges across the Kimberley to come together, to share, to learn, and to talk about issues that are in, um, involving around all the ranger groups around the Kimberley and having um, traditional owners as there as well to learn and to share their knowledge, just having a good time. So I guess um, if there are little people listening to the show or even the parents, and I guess they're thinking about kind of a future for their little people, um, what are the things they should be thinking about and how should they go about ranger future for their kids? 
Well, for parents, I think it's um it's much better for younger people, uh, younger kids now to learn and to have knowledge and to give back and also to um, give them confidence and um, responsibilities to have when they're older, you know? Yep, yeah. What's your future hopes? Like, will you be a ranger for many years? Do you think you'll go um, um, and do study? Like, what's your, what do you want to do um, in the future? Well, I wanted to, uh, when I was back in school, I wanted to be a ranger. And now that's happened. Um, I'm, I've been a ranger for half, uh, one year and a half now, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's, it's the best part of my life um, is to go back, give, give back to old people um, and to have knowledge. And I guess parts of it sound fun as well, right? Do you get to go out fishing and doing things like that? or? Yeah, most of, um, most of our job is really fun. We have we have a good team. We um, support each other. We help each other out. Um, it's a lot of fun in the workplace when we're going out bush. A lot of fun. Being a ranger, you get to do many things, and it it's really good. Thank you, Samaya, for uh, joining us on our show. Uh, we've learnt a lot about cultural heritage and about the importance of rangers. Thank you for joining us today. Thank You're you so much. To Deadly Justice. Yeah. Thank you. We're going to wrap it up now. And given all of the stuff that we've discussed today, Sarush, could we just have a little chat about what? how do we go about protecting our cultural heritage? And if we're having issues, where can we do? Where can we go? What can we do? Yeah, I know that in the beginning of the show, we said it's just kind of so complicated, didn't we? We said there's so many different types of land. And, and so it's a fair question. I think first thing is for, for traditional owners to speak to their traditional owner groups and also KLC is the, the peak of, of, of the traditional owner groups in the Kimberley. But also know that there are environmental um, organisations that are really important and do some of this work. There's the Environmental Defenders Office in Perth, their number is 94207271. And also a Kimberley organisation, Environs Kimberley, which is doing a lot of work to protect the Fitzroy River. Their number is 91921922. So I think that's that's a way that people can come together and start voicing their concerns. Thanks for listening to us today. We, we are Deadly Justice. You're listening to Sarush and Tallulah. Uh, and we are from Kimberley Community Legal Services based in Carnarvon Street in Broome and Papuana Street in Kununurra. Our next show, tune in on Friday afternoon. We're going to be talking about fine system and imprisonment. But to take us out, we'll be listening to Where is the Love by Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, man.
this is what you demonstrate And that's exactly how anger works and operates Man, you gotta have love, this is set it straight Take control of your mind and meditate Let your soul gravitate to the love, y'all, people y'all People killing, people dying Children hurt and you hear them crying Can you practice what you preach And won't you turn the other cheek Father, 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 help us Send some guidance from above These people got me, got me questioning Is the world insane? If love and peace is so strong, why are the pieces of love that don't belong? Nations dropping bombs, chemical gases filling lungs of little ones with ongoing suffering as the youth are young. So ask yourself, is the loving really gone? So I could ask myself, really, what is going wrong in this world that we living in? People keep on giving in, making wrong decisions, only visions of them dividends, not respecting each other, denying thy brother. A war is going on, but the reason's undercover. The truth is kept secret, it's swept under the rug. If you never know truth, then you never know love. What's the love, y'all? Come on, I don't know. Where's the truth, y'all? Come on, I don't know. Where's the love, y'all? People killing, people dying, children hurt and you hear them crying. When you practice what you preach, and what you turn the other cheek. World on my shoulder. As I'm getting older, your people get older. Most of us only care about money making. Selfishness got us following the wrong direction. Wrong information always shown by the media. Negative images is the main criteria. Infecting the young minds faster than bacteria. Kids wanna act like what they see in the cinemas. Yeah. Whatever happened to the values of humanity? Whatever happened to the fairness and equality? Instead of spreading love, we're spreading animosity. Lack of understanding leading us away from unity. That's the reason why sometimes I'm feeling under. That's the reason why sometimes I'm feeling down. It's no wonder why sometimes I'm feeling under. Gotta keep my faith alive until love is found. Now ask yourself. Where is the love? We only got one. 